And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, I thought it was actually the perfect time to bring back my next guest. She was actually the first guest of the rebranding of the show, so to speak. And with the election now being over and having some fallout from that, and also with the current and ongoing pandemic, I thought to myself, you know what? There's a lot out there that we need to talk about because mental and emotional health is not really sought out as important as it should be from the mainstream media. At least that's my perspective. And we're actually going to be having Cecile Ahrens, who is my next guest on the show, a lot more semi-regularly to talk about the importance of it and what we're going through as a society and the solutions therein. So Cecile Ahrens, she used to actually have a show here on Salem, San Diego called Get Mental (laughs) Radio. It continues as a podcast. Cecile, welcome. Thank you for coming back on. And it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. It is uh, my pleasure as well to be back here and for us to continue the many conversations we've had around mental health awareness and helping people learn, you know, healthy coping skills and taking care of themselves. So it's my pleasure to be here. Well, thank you once again. And I know you still work for Transcend Therapy. People can go to TranscendTherapyCA.com to check you out. And you offer a variety of services, which brings me to just the first point is that people need to really do a regular check-in, even if they don't go see you with themselves, to make sure they're mentally and emotionally doing okay. Yes, absolutely. So the same way you would, you know, take care of your body, right, and make sure, hopefully, making sure things are in balance, you want to apply the same care to your mind and your mental and emotional health because they go hand in hand. Optimum and overall health, you know, require requires our body and our minds to be in balance, for you know, as much as we can, we're not always going to be in balance. That's just part of life. But you have to have a self care practice, is what we we call it. What are maybe some of the things that people can maybe, and maybe they're on such autopilot they don't notice it. But that's why I'm asking. What are some of the things people can notice within themselves that they can go, hey? Maybe I need to take a break. Maybe I need to do Uh a little bit of an assessment. Or maybe I actually do need a little bit of help. Are there any signs people should look out for? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. So you want to start by looking at your mood. You know, I always ask people, like, just do an assessment based on the last 30 days, right? So you have kind of enough data there Mm -hmm. to see if there's a pattern. You want to look at your mood. What has been your mood for the last, most of the time for the last 30 days? Have you been more, you know, depressed? Have you been more angry, irritated, anxious? Those are the common emotions that people report, especially given our current environment. Sure. Um, And, you know, the worst or kind of bigger red flags are, are you feeling suicidal, feeling hopeless? So those kind of mood uh, issues you want to take a mental note of. Then you also want to move to something that maybe people don't think about a lot, but it's a a very good indicator of your mental health Mm -hmm. is your appetite. Really? What's your, yeah. What's your appetite like? Meaning, are you eating more? Are you eating less? Um, because a lot of times with, you know, more persistent mental health issues, your appetite either decreases, which is the most common that I see in my practice, or it increases because you're using food to cope, to self-soothe, 
right? And I imagine that so, just probably depends on the individual, right? Whether it's an increase or a decrease. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then I look at concentration. So look at, ask yourself, how has your concentration been for the last 30 days? Has it been easy to focus? Do you find that you're easily di- distracted? Do you feel less productive? You know, is it, do you feel off? Does it feel out of the norm, right? Are you having a lot of racing thoughts, which can signal stress and overwhelm and anxiety? Sometimes it can signal other more serious mental health conditions. But just, you know, doing, doing this self-check can help you start to objectively evaluate what's happening to you. I also look at energy levels. Mm-hmm. So you want to ask yourself, what's my energy level been like the last 30 days? Have I been, oftentimes when you're stressed and overwhelmed, your energy level is, you know, has reduced. You're not as motivated. You feel tired a lot. There's there's a lot of that kind of uh, complaint of I'm just tired. I'm just, you know, just not motivated and just don't want to get out of bed. Those things are also important markers for you to take seriously. Now, if it's only happening like once a week and you recover from it, then great. But if it's persistent, right, and it's getting worse, that's when you really should consider getting the help of a professional because there could be some more, you know, serious underlying things going on. It could be medical or it could be mental health. Yeah, I was just going to bring up that point where, you know, we all, like you said earlier, we all have the off day. We've had a bad week or we're dealing with a lot of stress. And so we're not at our optimal performance level on a mental or emotional basis. So if it's, you know, once or twice or sporadic, that's okay. Reset yourself, refocus. But if it's not and it's consistent, that's when you need help. Yes, and that's why I always ask people to self-evaluate using that 30-day model. Right. So you can kind of see if there's been patterns there throughout the month. And then for some people, if they go back, be, you know, be, beyond the 30 days, they actually start to see like, wow, I've been dealing with this stuff for a year. I thought it was just because of my work is so stressful, you know, and that could be partly why. But sometimes with chronic stress, it, it then leads to mental health conditions. That's why I'm so passionate about helping people, you know, understand kind of mental health and recognize what the early symptoms are. The other thing too, Noah, is sleep. You want to look at your sleep patterns. Oh, again, yes. Sleep is another great indicator of how your mental health is. I'll tell you what, I agree with that 100% because I've been a single father over the years. I work in the media. Uh, sometimes I've worked two jobs when I wasn't in media full time. And the one thing that I can tell you above uh, all of those variable factors is that when I tried to do too much and I barely got any sleep, I was an absolute Mm. wreck. I was no good to me and no good to anybody else. So make sure you get your six to eight hours, preferably eight hours of sleep so that you can be in tune for everybody and yourself the next day. Absolutely. It sets the tone for the whole day. And again, you know, to your point, if it's once in a while, that's fine. But chronic sleep deprivation is so bad for us. Like, I cannot stress that enough, not just for our brain, but for our entire body. You know, that's there's a lot of links between sleep deprivation and um, medical conditions, chronic medical conditions and mental health. So and the longer wanna, and the longer you let it go on, the more serious a condition that can develop. Right. And then the harder it is to break the pattern, you know, then you might have you it might develop into insomnia. Um, 
or uh, yeah, it might, you might start self self medicating, right? Substances, CBD, whatever you need to do just to get some sleep. And you know, again, it's more complicated than that. There's no judgment, you know. I'm not trying to like judge anyone here, but I'm just saying these are just things to look out for and to know that a professional might be able to help you mm. get some real effective tools to target some of these symptoms, so to speak. Sure. But those are the top symptoms that I, I recommend people self-evaluate. Their mood, appetite, concentration, their energy energy level, and their sleep patterns. All within that 30-day window. Mm-hmm. Because it just gives you an idea, right? It, it kind of lets you know, like, ah, it's not just because I had finals that week. It actually yeah. is happening throughout the month. Okay. You no. Know? That's very fair. One thing we were talking about, and I know, okay, maybe this is just if it's a stress issue and you're realizing that you're not at the top of your game and it is more random than being something that is longer term, although you can certainly use that if that's something that you would recommend if maybe you have a patient or whatever. But we were talking off the air about nature therapy, which is something that I have done, my family has done over the years. And I have to tell you, being in tune with nature does so much good for the human soul it, it's it's unbelievable yeah so you know nature therapy is one of those things that i think humans have been doing and because it, it, you know intuitively it makes sense and we know that we feel good when around when we're around it mm. so it's not like this is a new thing right we've been doing it that's sure. why we preserve our parks we go camping but now science is starting to really study the effects of nature therapy and it's also called Ecotherapy, that's kind of the more academic term. But I call, you know, whatever you want to call it, basically whatever kind of, uh, you know, exposure you have to nature, whether it's at a park or, um, you know, at a lake or a beach, especially when you're around a lot of greenery, Mm. science is starting to show how it directly lowers blood pressure so a lot of cardiac patients they get that kind of prescription from their doctor to like be around greenery because it lowers the blood pressure it's known to help with anxiety and depression um i'm not really sure exactly how that happens in the body but you know my suspicion is calms your nervous system down right oh sure and yeah and it even says that uh it can treat like post-cancer fatigue, obesity, diabetes, it can help manage some of those conditions. So it's really, to me, amazing, you know, that science can now uh, claim that and, and say that it's not just something that makes us feel good. It actually does has, have a, a cellular effect. Sure. And, you know, you don't have to go camping, although what I, I love when I go camping because where I go, there's no cell service. I mean, you're there's no electronics pretty much. And that is the ultimate way to unplug. And I think that's healthy for everybody. But even if it's just going oh, to yeah. your local park for a couple of hours that's every I mean. day, yeah. you know, a park or just walk around your neighborhood. And if there are trees, you know, look at look at the tree, look up, you know, stand there for a few seconds and look up and just take it in. We don't slow down intentionally anymore. Mm. We're so busy, you know, doing, right? And we are human beings. Here's the irony. We're human beings, but we we have such a hard time being. We're so Oh, I love that. That's do, great. Do, do, do. 
That's yeah. very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what made me think about that, that the nature therapy right just right now as I'm explaining this, there's also recent studies on awe, on the science of awe, A-W-E. So um, studies are showing that if you practice, you know, looking for things around you that give you awe, whether that's the beautiful sunset or that tree or the bees buzzing or your kid laughing, whatever small thing it is, science is also starting to show the physiological effects of that on our bodies. Isn't that amazing? That is so cool. Yeah. You know, it just goes to show you that whether it's nature or whether you're finding love and joy in your family, maybe just take the time to appreciate the small things in life just a little bit more. To be a little bit more present, you know. And to me as a therapist, it's a reminder. It's a confirmation that we are wired for love and connection. Amen. We're biologically wired for love and connection. Why would our bodies respond to these things in that way? But now the, the, the exciting thing for me, Noah, I can geek out on this, is that scientists are now can, can start to prove it, right? Yeah. And hopefully more people will really start to, to you know, buy into the beauty and the effectiveness of these very simple therapies. Well, sure, because it's like, you know, I can you know tell one of my friends that, and they're like, okay, it's just Noah trying to give me advice, yada, yada, yada. But if or you're... just hippie stuff. Yeah. You know. But if you're hearing yeah. professionals that are, you know, in the, in the business of uh, making sure people are mentally and emotionally sound, come up with yeah. this scientifically backed proof that this, these are all good things, it might start yeah. to be taken a little bit more seriously. Yeah, and I think it might cause us, our society, to go back to some of the basics, you know? Yeah. That self-care doesn't mean you have to get a, you have to go to a retreat or pay for a $200 massage or go on a lavish vacation. That's really not what self-care is about. Self-care is these little things that you do every day. You know, the big things that you do, the little things you do, and the everything else you do in between. Mm. It's really a practice. It has to be baked into your life, you know, not just something you do when you're about to, I don't know, have a nervous breakdown. There's a lot to be said for making sure that you're in the proper mindset. I hear that a lot with just the term of making sure that you're, you're present, your, your mindset is where, where it should be. You know, people, when they're on the go, 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 they're never in the present moment. They're always three steps ahead or they're always two steps behind worrying about things that they've already done. Slow down is probably the best advice I could give. And I'm not even a professional. Yes, yes. And but that's going back to what I was talking about a few minutes ago. It's easier said than done. Right. We're we're human beings, but we can't slow down. We don't know how to slow down. There's a restlessness that people feel when they're not doing anything, Mm. you know. So it's it's a practice, really. It's it's a lot more complicated, you know, than than it sounds to just be be still and be quiet and be present. There's a reason why it's hard to do. Well, and I think because it's hard to do, it's one of the reasons why we're going to have you back on the show more semi-regularly, because the more people hear about it, the more people are aware that this is important. I think the more times people are going to make the time for it and the energy for it. And I think that's a good thing. Yes, absolutely. 
Noah here on Across the County, and Cecile Ahrens is my guest. You can catch her podcast. It's called Get Mental. used to be the Get Mental radio show here on Salem, San Diego. You can still catch the podcast as it regularly drops. And it's also a Facebook group where she does live broadcasts called Transformation Tuesday. So check that out. She's on YouTube. She's everywhere on Instagram (laughs) under Get Mental and Transcend Therapy, transcendtherapyca.com. Now, Cecile, I want to get into because there's obviously fallback from the political climate and people are no matter what side of the aisle you're on. I don't think that even matters. What does matter is people are polarized and either in one direction or the next. They're mentally burnt out. And between that and the isolation Mm -hmm. from covid, we really need Mm -hmm. to focus on getting some solutions out there. Oh, 100%. I cannot stress that enough, you know, and for those people who got through it without a therapist, honestly, like, I don't know how you did that. It's re it's been really, really difficult. And, you know, maybe because you also have great support systems, I would hope, um, or maybe some of you just kind of white knuckled through it and suffered in silence, you know, which mm. is also, uh, I think, part of the reason why we're doing this show, right, is so that we can help people kind of feel more comfortable asking for help and um, destigmatizing mental health a little bit more. I, I think some people, for, for some people, it would be a kind of a pride thing. Like, I'm tough enough, I can get through this, but then they realize they get through to the other side and they're just mentally exhausted. Yes, yes. Or, you know, another important point is some people don't have the resources, Noah. It's true. They, they can't afford it. It's true. You know? So what would you suggest so, for people like that? Let, while we're already there and you mention it, if you can't afford yeah. therapy of some kind, what would you recommend for people that really need it? So nature therapy is one, right? Another thing I'd love to, to recommend to people is if you have a pet, Pet therapy, play with them, play with your kids, humor, you know, watching something funny or silly or uplifting, healthy distraction, crossword puzzles, games, board games, you know, uh, mentally engrossing project, just something to give your mind a break from the worries that you have. I can agree, not to interrupt you, I can agree with that pet therapy because I'll tell you, if I've had a hard day at the station and I've, you know, soaked in too much information because I work in the media and I come home and I come home and I play with my pet chihuahua who is just a little (laughs) bundle of joy and fire all wrapped into one, um, I... Every single time, 100% of the time, come out feeling so refreshed when I'm done. It's great therapy. Yes. And I think that may have something to do with the awe factor that I was talking about. Right? You're just like, you feel joy. You feel happiness. You feel like this indescribable kind of thing. You can't put your... You, you can't put your finger on it, but it just feels so good, you know? So doing things like that, right, don't, doesn't cost you money. Seeking support virtually from friends and family or socially distant, you can go for a hike, go for a walk with, with uh, one or two people and be socially distant. And it's really important to do that. Limit your viewing of things that upset you. Right. Kind of know your triggers. Is it the news? Is it a certain show? You know, know your triggers so that you can know your limits. Well, how I put it. That's a great point you just made, because one thing I do for myself, knowing my limit, 
not necessarily mm-hmm. a trigger, is I work in the news in some respect on a daily, weekly basis. It's my job, Monday through Friday. So, mm-hmm. come weekend times, yes, if you're listening to my show, it's pre-recorded, and I know that, that's fine. Um, during the weekend, I don't consume news. I turn it off because it's yeah. good, and I know it is, it's good for my mind to unplug for two days. Oh, absolutely. And your mind, you know, if it could talk, it would thank you because it's really healthy for just like your body. You want to rest your brain. You know, it's actually very, very bad for our brain. Like all this digital kind of advancements as as helpful as it has been, you know, to a certain extent for our society, it's actually not been very good for our brain, believe it or not. And again, there's research showing that because we're not wired to be multitasking at the scale that we have been as humans in the last decade. I would argue. And that's why when I'm also when I'm done at the office, Cecile, like people wonder why I don't maybe respond to my text messages right away because I actually use my phone for work too, booking interviews, etc. I unplug from my phone substantially when I am checked out of the office. I really am. And it helps me out. for you. Yeah. See, but that's great. That's that's you're like a, a model you know, kind of citizen and that you know how to have boundaries. It's really important to have boundaries with your devices, with your job, you know, and have that delineation. Um, Well, I'll tell you, I learned the hard way because I didn't always, I didn't always used to be that way, Cecile. And I think I realized what it was doing. I had the mental recognition that it's doing me no good. So I need to make changes. Yeah. Yeah. But where do you think you got that from? I, was it like a book that you read or were you always that way, like kind of always looking for solutions to your problems? I overanalyze everything. I always have since I've been a little kid. And if I have a problem, I am just a wreck. Not like a basket case, but like I yeah. like solving problems. And so until my mind can figure out what the solution is, I don't let it go. So yeah. I guess when I was super stressed out, when I was on my electronic device 24-7, even when I wasn't at work, I was like, okay, why am I so stressed all the time? How can I fix this? And I realized I'm never unplugged. I'm never just being, as you and I talked about earlier. And so I made my, myself the rule when I'm not at work. You know, if I get a text from one of my kids or something that's different, but just yeah. try and find some away time from your phone so that you can just be mentally more aware of what's going on and being present. Yes, yes, that's so awesome. I do think, uh, in my opinion, it it does, uh, certain personalities tend to, you know, have an easier time doing these things versus someone else who might be kind of more depressed, for Mm. example, or anxious. It's 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 harder. Yeah. But the good news is, because I'm always about the good news, there's help and there's ways that we can, you know, help you break some of these habits. Mm. The other thing I would say, too, is having realistic expectations. That's really, really important. Like knowing that you're not going to be able to get to everything that day. You know, especially for people who have a very busy, demanding job, it's easy to get carried away with all the notifications and the dings and the emails. You got to have some boundaries around that and kind of just pause and evaluate and ask yourself, okay, how much of this is really urgent 
and how much of this can really wait. That's really true because, you know, I work long hours at the radio station and, you know, by the time I'm done with the day and I'm not necessarily an early riser because I'm just not, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um I used to try and plug so much into my off hours in in the morning before I would go into the office. And I realized, again, because I was trying to find the solution of why I was, you know, so all over the place, it's because I was trying to get too much done. I needed to slow down. So now I tell myself between a certain time and a certain time, if I need to get a couple of things done, that's okay. But between the latter half of my morning and when I go into the office, I schedule nothing because I know I'm a better person for that. Love that. I love that. And that's, you know, and you realize, right, like nothing bad happens. The world goes on. Yep. Nobody dies. Everything's fine. That's right. If you want to find out more about maybe any of these techniques or maybe you're noticing, hey, you know what, maybe I do need a little bit more help, you can go to TranscendTherapyCA.com, TranscendTherapyCA.com, and check out what they do there with Cecile Ahrens and a couple of the other therapists. Also, CecileAhrens.com, C-E-C-I-L-L-E-A-H-R-E-N-S.com. And also check out her podcast. It's called Get Mental. Hey, before we wrap up here, Cecile, something that I feel has been important since this whole thing with the pandemic started, and it's something I have always had a heart for, especially being a single father, is the effect all of this has had on the children and the youth right here in America, because I think they have suffered more than anybody else. Yes. Yes, I cannot stress this enough, you know, and I'm a mother of a young child and I've seen it happen, you know, before my very eyes, the isolation, the not being at school and just trying to wrap their heads around a virus and how it shut the world down and finding ways to explain it to them in an age appropriate way, you know, giving them um, kind of the right amount of anxiety, but without like making them be so afraid of the world, right? So as a parent, it's also been very eye-opening. But you're right, Noah. I think we have not talked enough in in our public kind of spheres how much this has really impacted children. I'm not really sure why that is. I mean, we do it in terms of like how school is impacting right. them, and you can kind of touch on it. You know, you hear people here and there talk about what about kids' mental health? But really, this has been really tough on kids on so many levels. I mean, you know, kids are also resilient. I don't want to make it sound like doomsday. But I think we have to acknowledge that, you know, our kids um, have suffered mood, behaviors, academically. Um, For some kids, depending on their age, especially the tweens and teens, if they already had a pre-existing mental health condition, we've seen a worsening of their symptoms, not an improvement. Yeah. You know, um, more depression, more anxiety, uh, more kind of dysfunctional behaviors. Um, people with OCD, it's been really hard on them, as you can imagine, right, adults or children. But, yeah, our kids, I think, you know, the lack of socialization, we cannot underestimate how tough that's been for them. And so if you have any, you know, children in your household, please try to commit to socializing them, you know, safely at a park or virtually or, you know, in your neighborhood, go for a walk, say hi to the kids, you know, again, safely. But it's really important that they get some interaction. 
Um, and, you know, it goes a long, long way. It does like go a long way. Do. And and even though yeah. my kids are 22, I know you're speaking to the, 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 the younger crowd, but the even minor, my kids yeah. at, at 22, I make sure, because we all have different schedules, uh, that yeah. th- they would rather be out doing what 21, 22-year-olds do. But right now, you know, with the way things are in California, it's not possible. So I make sure, no matter what, on a daily basis, that I at least, even if I don't have a lot of physical contact and we're not within the proximity of the same room, depending on hours again, that I call them and I say, hey, how you doing? How was your day? Mm -hmm. What's going on? Even if it's a short conversation that way, they know that, you know what? Hey, someone's there for me. Yes, because the whole point is of social distancing is physically distancing, not emotionally distancing. That's right. You know, I think people need to to remember that that we're social creatures. We're always going to be that way. This was this will always be something that we need as human beings, and you know, just take the time to reach out. You know, it, like you said, it could be five or ten minutes. It could be less, and you know, it's it's worth the effort. Mm-hmm. Not just for, for them, but for you as well. Hopefully you get some good feelings out of it, too. I really think it's, a, I mean, not to sound cheesy or cliche, it's a circle of life. You know, what we give to help out others, we actually get in return, even if that's not what our motives are. Because we yeah. are, as you said, social creatures, and it's something uh-huh. that benefits us all. Absolutely. You know, and we're community, right? Community, community focus. You know, it takes, we, we were only going to get through this, you know, with each other and right. through each other. So I, I, I love know. that because that was the former name of the show, Community Focus. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, you know, alluding to, you know, like, yeah. you know, that at the heart of it, that it takes a whole community to recover from something like this. And it it's starts true. with these little things that we do for our, the people in our inner circle. The little things so. all add up to something huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, it doesn't cost you money. It's not a grand gesture. It's just telling somebody, letting somebody know, I'm thinking of you and I care about you. That's right. Well, we care about having you on the show, Cecile, and you've done so much good, you know, with just getting the awareness out there of mental and emotional health. And that's why I'm dedicating bringing you back on more often to make sure that the public knows out there here in San Diego that we're all together in this and that they need to have that opportunity to be able to network with one another and keep their mental and emotional health in check and that we're all going to be okay at the end of this. We're all going to be okay. It's about choice, information, and commitment. You have to commit to your own self-care and get the right information, you know? So That's right. Noah and I are here to keep inspiring you. And we will continue to do that. And you can check out her podcast again, Get Mental Podcast. Uh, Also, the Facebook group. Don't forget about that as she has Transformation Tuesday. Check her out on Instagram and also on YouTube, CecileAarons.com, TranscendTherapyCA.com. Cecile, thanks for coming on. And this is the beginning of, I think, a semi-regular thing that's really going to help the community. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, The feeling is mutual. So I look forward to, you know, talking about this more with you and helping more people. It's Noah here on Across the County. Make sure you mentally and emotionally check in with yourself on a regular basis. You got to keep yourself in tune so that we can take care of others as well. More coming up. Stay tuned.